All right, we are officially live. So I want to welcome everybody to our podcast today. This is our first episode, uh, Beyond Friday Night Lights. Uh, I will be one of the co-hosts to this podcast. My name is Michael Patterson. Uh, Most people just call me Coach Pat. Uh, And then I'm going to let the other guys introduce themselves as well. Go ahead, Coach Fain. So my name is Darrell Fain. Uh, a lot of people call me Coach Fain. Uh, been coaching for going into year 14. Uh, been an offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, O-line. I pretty much coached everything on the offensive side. All right. Well, I'm Coach Martin, Willie Martin. Everybody call me Coach Martin. I'm the offensive coordinator at Chriswood High School. I'm going into my ninth year as a football, varsity football coach. Um, I coach running backs. All right. And so, and, um, and I'm, like I said, I'm coach Pat. I've been coaching for oof, long time, long time. Uh, I've coached at, uh, at youth level. I started doing that in 2003 uh, and I got into high school 2010. Before I got into youth, I was actually doing semi-pro. Uh, so I've been coaching you know, pretty much since I was 20, I'm 49, you know, so uh, seen a lot of the game, uh, been fortunate enough to be around some great kids and some great coaches. And so that's why we are establishing this podcast that we want to discuss pretty much everything that goes into a Friday night game. Uh, but beyond that, you know, so we, we're going to give you guys the the ins and outs, the stuff that most people don't see. Uh, the everyday life of a high school football coach. Uh, you're going to be able to see that. Uh, and then uh, hopefully you'll be able to see, we'll get to a point into the season where you'll be able to see that as well, you know, uh, exclusively from us. Uh, so to get started, I want to, I want to, I want to ask you guys a question outside of football. It's a new movie that just came out on Friday, coming to America. Have you guys seen it? Ain't yet. Y'all ain't seen it yet? Okay, I ain't going to spoil yet. it for you, man. I ain't <laughs> going to spoil it. So when you guys see it, so by the next time we come on, man, you guys got to be on look at it, and then we'll talk about coming to America. All right. <laughs> All right, we can get that done. I appreciate that, man. All right, so tonight we're going to go into – we're going to talk a little offense, you know. Uh it, it's a subject that I like, but, you know, eh, you know, I can kind of do without it. But these two guys here, man, they are offensive lug nuts. You know, they <laughs> love offense, man. They love offense. And so we're going to go a, a little bit of offense tonight. We got a couple uh, a couple questions that I'm going to be asking them and uh, get their expertise on it. So the first question I got for you guys, man, is – um, what is your what's your favorite formation, Coach Martin? What's your favorite offensive right. formation? My favorite offensive formation is trips. Um, we usually signal in our um, all our formations, but we motor huddle with the quarterback and the O line. So quarterback O line and motor huddle, we run the signal with the um, with our signal Not on good. the side. Coach, can you can you can you tell our listeners or our viewers what is a muddle huddle? All right, muddle huddle is basically uh, um, a huddle that don't consist. It's, it's small and quick. It don't consist of everyone on the offense. 
All right, it's just usually the O-line, the quarterback, and the running back. Um, you watch Auburn play. Auburn does it a lot. And they turn around and they right, they're quick to whatever they're doing. So we usually um we will mother huddle with the O-line. Um quarterback could give them Bob call if it's a pass and if it's a run, he'll just tell them to run. So we go if we uh we in trips um and it's a pass, the quarterback is gonna gonna tell the O-line ball, ball, ball. And they know it's a pass. And so when we set when we set up, he will he will let them know which way they need to slide protect. All right, so and then if it's a run, we just tell the O-line to run. If when we signal in the run. So all the receivers know if they're blocking or running RPO. The reason why I really like trips is because in my offense, everything is an option out of trips. We can run the ball. We got any pass concept we really want. We got all the screens we want, and we got our RPO game. Um, we was a heavy RPO team um, this season, and um, we struck big on a lot of RPOs. The only game we had that our RPOs didn't hit right was our first game of the season, and – that was typically because we had three and a half weeks to prepare before we even played our first game. And it just wasn't clicking at the point in time. And it was my fault. I learned a lot after that game. Um, so we limited the RPOs the next game. And then we just started progressing and building on them. Um, I maybe, I, th I think I call like six, seven RPOs the first game of the season. We didn't hit one. So um, I learned a lot from that game and we came, we was down, Woo, about 26-6 in that game. We we got all the way within six points with like uh two minutes left, and defense gave up a um a third and thirteen, and we didn't get the ball back. So but coach, can you tell us about your formation? I see you had to hit that defense in there the last little ball. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh for me. Favorite formation is split back gun. And the reason why I like split back is I can motion in the trips. I can motion in the four wide. I can motion into a wing. I can motion into an H back. I could do a lot out of that formation without changing the integrity of the play. So even with RPOs, uh, running a push pull motion with my tailback, you know, if I'm in green which i have twins to the right single receiver to the left i'll take my f send him in motion to the two receiver side and run a snap concept over there with an inside zone that's my rpo mm -hmm. because i'm putting people in conflict now you gotta if nobody goes with that running back quarterback knows i'm just gonna put and throw it out there i mean mm -hmm. you know if the overhang chases the running back and we're running a snag I'm going to throw the ball to the snag because he's replacing that overhang. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing I like about split back gun is there's so many options uh, when it comes to play call. And that's – if you watch Oklahoma, that's that's one of their favorite formations, split back. Mm -hmm. So studying them, split back pretty much became my primary formation. I like that's my head coach's favorite formation too. He loved me. Hey, cool, more man. You got, I mean, hey, man, come on, you got to get in that two back, man. You got to get in that split back. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, bro, I got you. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> and another thing like that, what helped us this year was I had two running backs. You know, I had when I came in, both running backs rushed for a thousand yards to get before. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I got to get both of them on the field. So what way can I get both of them on the field? You go split back. 
And yep. running it, I'm like, split back pretty much could be my base formation, you know, because I could do a lot with it. Even if I don't have two running backs, I could put a receiver back there. Mm-hmm. And now I could I could do things with that, you know. So it's just it, that's that's a formation you really got to prepare for when it comes to the motioning and shifting and all that good stuff. Kind of, you know, keeps defensive coordinators awake. Oh, you, you're absolutely right. And I, I agree with you. You know, that that's my favorite formation. Um, the one year I coach offense, you know. Um, and, and, and the reason I, I probably say is because my first year coaching high school ball, uh, that was our offensive formation. We had two running backs, two great running backs. We had a great quarterback. And – Man, you know, the, the OC, uh, Coach Tim Keppel, he could set any defensive coordinator up, you know. Uh, he You look like you're running counter, and he faking the counter and running speed option the other way, you know. Uh, he introduced me to RPO, you know. Uh, so then teams say, okay, we're going to defend the counter and we're going to uh, defend the speed option. Well, now they go, you got the receivers sitting there wide open, running mm-hmm. the snag, you know. So mm-hmm. now you know, like, well, golly, what what in the world? You know, you you, you stay up at night, man. So now on one play, yes. I got to defend the counter. I got to defend speed option, and I got to defend snag, you know. Or we used to run rocket out of it, you know. So, and I got to defend that. I ain't got enough guys on the field. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's unpredictable. You can pass or run out of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh so let me let me ask you guys this. What are your favorite plays to run out of your favorite formations? The game mm-hmm. on the line. Now you need a first down to close it out. So now come right. on, I'm coming to you now. Don't put my defense back out there now. Don't put my defense back When I got you the ball. So down and this is gonna determine what play it is anyways, but if we're talking run plays, um, I like the inside zone. And this year what became my one of my new favorite plays, actually we did it last year um, on a team and we gassed them the whole game. We rushed for like 280-something yards uh, is uh, GT counter. And so we looking to be a heavy GT counter team this year. And I, I, I love inside zone because it's such a positive play. Um if you got a back that can – with good vision, that's good at finding his way through traffic right there, inside zone, man, you can go three, four, bam, 10, 12 yards at any point in time, you know, by, you know, handing it to a good back. Uh, GT counter, you know, you can do a lot off of it. Um, we're going to be GTing um, with the running back. We're uh, GT with the quarterback. And we'll when we in split back, like y'all said, we'll be GTing and we have speed option coming off the backside of um great thing. We have a quarterback that can read the backside in. So anytime we run GT, we're gonna hold the backside in with the quarterback reading. So um and if he even make a mistake to go over there and try to grab that, then we just pull it out and we got we got a um shift in the quarterback to make him pay. Okay. So that's the other two runs, them the two runs I like, you know, out of the formation. And um what what I like to do in trips is put them in trips and see if they want to play us one high versus two high. And um, if they give us the, the backside um, defending, they only got the end and they got the back of tuck, 
that's just too easy when you run an inside zone back at him. Because if the end make him anything he do, he's super wrong and you gash him big time. So um I don't know if um, I got a um a clip of it on one of my son highlights when he scored his first rushing touchdown the past season, 54 yard um touchdown run against Marlboro County. And um when when we set the trips up and they just give us two over three, we just screen them and stuff. And they was like, Oh shoot, we gotta put somebody else over there, account for that. Oh, by the time you do that, now we just inside zone back out the back door. And if the DM make a mistake, yep, and he pulled it and it was over down the sideline, nobody else there. So um that's why I like trips because it makes you have to tell us what you're gonna do right now. Right, you know, like, coach, you good? You can go. I, I know I get to talk about offense now. I've been talking. <laughs> uh, for me, run. I would have to go with power. Um, I like power, especially out of split back because you got that one back kicking out, guard turning up. Um, I'll even do it where um, I run a power read, which is pretty much just an inverted veer. Uh, mm-hmm. So now we're get, we're hitting that end with that back, hitting that end with the back, and then we don't hit him. What are you going to do? Now that end sits and he's prepared for that running back to hit him, I just give it to the running back, and now he's following the other back, and we down the sideline running for pretty much like – I might say we hitting our head on the goalpost, you know, mm-hmm. 88 out the gate. But it, it it's putting them in conflict. So I know I can pick up the first down. I can pick up big yards on power. Uh, another big play for us was zone, and I can run zone with the running back, run zone with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and reading that in. You know, because I run multiple zones. So I run either inside zone or I run mid zone mm-hmm. uh, just to give them a different look of the zone. But it's still technically the same play. Mm-hmm. So those are my two go-to run plays. Power and any version of an inside zone, inside or mid zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let me ask y'all guys this. Because to me... You know, it's the same play. Counter and power. They're not the same play, big dog. They're not the same play. <laughs> like you just using a different guy to kick out the end, man. Is it, hey, hey Cofane, that's, 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 that's that defensive mind talking. Yeah, that's that defensive mind talking. Like, I'm trading. Look, I'm trading this guy to over on this side. I'm bringing this guy. He's going to line up over here. But he coming to this side. That, but, that, a, <laughs> but the action in the backfield is different. Yeah. That's oh, way different. So, oh, so he giving me, he going to open, okay, counter, he going to open his hips up, or maybe he going to shuffle versus power, you it's know. Yeah, but it's still, it is still <laughs> the same play. <laughs> Look, I got into a debate. I ain't going to call it an argument. I got into a debate with this offense coach one time. And I told him, I said, look, man, I said, you running counter and we going power. I said, what's the difference? I was a young coach. He was like, oh, well, on power, the back going to kick the end out. On counter, the guard going to kick him out. I said, man, it's still the same play. I said, you, are, we, are we wrapping somebody else around? Yeah. I said, still two plus two, right? 
Man, listen, that dude didn't talk to me for like two weeks. <laughs> well, but see, you also got to look at you, no, no, I'm just coordinated that, man. I, <laughs> you you also got to look at there's different versions of power. So mm-hmm. I can run power with a back kicking out, guard turning up, or I could just run uh one back power, which is just a gap power. So there's nobody kicking out. It's everybody pretty much the, the tackle is man on man. Guard man on man, the center blocks back on the nose, and the guard wraps into the a gap. Mm-hmm. That's still right. Power. That's a wrap. A lot of teams call that dart nowadays. Right, it's a yeah. wrap play, but it's, it's yeah, right. but it, it's a it's a one back power, or you could do a power read where I don't kick that end out and run just an inverted mm-hmm. veer, you know, or not now back in the day that was just a regular trap. What do you mean? Back in the day, the out. Oh, the rap. Yeah, he, he, he pulling the lead. Yeah, he's the pulling the lead. He's not pulling the kick. It's oh, almost okay. like running an ISO with the guard. instead. Yeah, of that's what it is, like an ISO with the guard. You're right, Coach. Right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's just an ISO with the guard, but it's still power, or rap, or dart, whatever they call it. It's still power. You know what I'm saying? Just like inverted fear is still a version of power. I got a guy that's wrapping up. That's a lead block for the quarterback. We're just reading this in. If he takes that quarterback, and we're giving it on pretty much just a, a jet sweep to the running back. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's still power. You know, so, I mean, even with counter, there's different versions of counter. You can run GT mm-hmm. counter. You can run GH counter. You can run GY counter. You can run HY counter. Like counter mm-hmm. is still counter. <laughs> right. I'm just and telling you, I'm just saying different people are doing different things. Right. If I run GY counter, then the Y knows I'm replacing the tackle and I'm the one that's wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Like, like the thing Notre Dame did, and I saw this watching the FSU Notre Dame game, they ran a triple counter. So you had the guard kicking out. And then the t- the the tight end and the wing were lead blocking through the hole, still counter, mm-hmm. but they did it different. And I mean, they I'm, man, they gashed Florida State so bad on that one play. I just <laughs> sat there. Why? I was like, this is this is I've never seen counter ran like that. You know, yeah. Where now you got three pullers instead of just your typical two. You know, um, that that is counter Trey to me because it's three. Trey is three, mm-hmm. you know, but other people call it different. It's a tackle tidy end if you say counter Trey. Um, so it's it's all the same. It's just I'm giving you different versions of it. I can run counter, you know, five plays in a row, but I'm pulling different people. Absolutely. Right. Uh, what we find beneficial is uh running it out of the pistol. And uh so same play. So instead of when you're running your uh your GT counter or your trap or whatever, running out of the pistol and let the back step opposite and bend back. And so that gets the defensive flow to go, and then you catch everybody with the lineman. By the time the back gets it, everybody's locked up and you get the kick and the wrap and you run it. And uh and you read the backside in. With the quarterback, so he opens up to see the end, and the back just taking the ball from the quarterback and bending it back. 
And uh, we got we was running inside zone out of the pistol too, instead of sidecar because a lot of teams, you know, when you get in sidecar, a defensive team will say, uh, they they'll say, oh, this what can hurt us out of these formations. All right, so if the back is here, who can hurt you? This linebacker over here say, oh, the quarterback on the pool. All right, this linebacker over here say, oh, the back. So you know that's how defenses see it. So we put the we put the running back in the pistol, so you don't know which way he can go. And still run inside zone and read the end out of the pistol. And uh oh, that thing worked like candy. Right. The pistol even with the even I don't know why why a lot of OCs don't run more pistol. Like the pistol, like you just say, it it it, it can neutralize us. Mm-hmm. Defensive coaches, because now we don't know. You know, we don't know if it's coming right, if it's coming left, if it's inside zone. You know, we don't know. You can boot out of it. You know, there's so many things you can do out of the pistol. But sometimes out of pistol, your aiming points are different than if you had yeah, yeah. inside the quarterback. You know, yeah. like for me, inside zone, I'm attacking. Okay, if I'm running mid zone, I'm attacking the B gap. If I'm running mm-hmm. inside a place I B gap. If I'm running inside zone, I'm attacking the place I A gap. Mm-hmm. So my attacking point is different. If I haven't been pistol, it may be it may be difficult for him to get to that B gap if I want to run mid zone. I may have to yeah. change how the quarterback approaches the play and how to run it and the running back steps to get to that point. Uh now pistol's good if you're doing, you know, your regular eye formation like trap. Uh, belly, ISO. Uh, if you want to run a tall sweep, pistol's perfect for that. I just prefer having the running back to the side because even because now I can dictate, I can I can force your strength call, right? Mm-hmm. Because nine times out of ten, what is a team gonna do? Are they gonna put the three technique away from the running back? Are they gonna put him to the running back? Well, they're gonna put him to the running back. Not mm-hmm. away from him because if you put him away from him, it makes the blocks easy. It's just a kick out on the three, double on the one, up on the back, and then we hit that hole. We're going. If you put him mm-hmm. to the running back, then you got now it becomes what some people call a duo, where mm-hmm. it's just power team. without a pulling guard. You double mm-hmm. the three, double the one, up to the backers. You read the end, and so it changes the blocks. But the aiming point is still the same. It's not going to change for that running back uh, with him beside the quarterback. Uh, plus, having him beside the quarterback, when you're doing, you know, your, your jet motions, your orbit motions, especially with the orbit motion, that receiver that's running that orbit motion ain't going so far back than what he would if the running back is beside the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it makes that a lot simpler on the player as well. So I prefer sidecar more than pistol, but I do run some mm-hmm. pistol. But kind of like some pistol, in Gus Malzahn's offense, he calls it stack. It's still pistol. It's just the running back's not directly behind the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we do a lot of switching it up. Um, I, I leave it up to my quarterback. Uh, to put the running back where he wants him on any, on the plays because we can run any run play we we got out of sidecar and or pistol. This only thing the back got to know 
which route to take to get there. So the quarterback and the running back, you know, it's easy. Like we never had a problem where we, they sitting there talking about it in the game. Like that never happened. It was just like, oh, we, we running out of sidecar a couple of times. Oh, all right, pistol. And bam, we running. Oh, we just signal pistol. We just signal. If we don't give him a signal, he know in sidecar. If we shoot in the air, he know he getting in the pistol. Well, the thing I do with my running back is, like with the running back I had this past season, I told him, you can line up anywhere you want on the field as long as you're in the right spot yep. before that play is snapped. So mm-hmm. we line up in quads, but we're supposed to be in trips. We may be in quads, but the running back, no, I'm moving back to the backfield to be in my spot so I can run this play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just – it, it's playing games with the defense. I'm not telling him to do it. He's doing what he's doing exactly to put the offense in a better position to maximize the yards they can gain on this play. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So let me ask you this. Now we're going back. It's third down. You on your you on your own 25 yard line. Mm-hmm. It's third and five. All right, we need a first down. Defense been real, and we need a first down. Third and five. What's your what's your play call? Me, I'm gonna run a um, I'm gonna run a fire screen. I probably run a stick or snag. All right, because my, my rationale is if I run a quick fire screen, all right, and I don't get the five, I'm typically gonna get three to four. All right, so that put me at a good fourth down play. All right, if I run stick and you leaving the stick route open, I hit the stick route. That's five automatic. All right, and if I um if I run snag and we we get what we need on the snag route, bam, that's five anyway. So I'm saying that's that's three plays that we probably we can get what we want, you know, at any given time. Now is that is that something you game planning during the week? Yeah, practicing that during the week, or is it just a just a feel uh, while you're in the moment? All right, so well, the kids are already know all the plays anyway. So if predicated on what the defense giving us through film study and and uh, what's going on in the game, um, if we line up in certain formations and then I see if I see it's open, then we just go with it. So it ain't it ain't nothing like already set. Like this is what we're gonna do on third down because you really can't do that because you don't know if the defense gonna be doing something different. So uh, you kind of just gotta go with it. With the flow, if you see it, then bam, we got them. All right, let's take that. Let's take that. All right. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much what I see on film after I break it down. I want to know in that situation what kind of coverage am I going to see. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that after watching, third, you know, watching two films of that opponent. Like, if they're in that same situation multiple times in both games and they do the same thing, then – Nine times out of ten, they're gonna give me that same look. So, for me, my my go tos are uh, Y corner and stick. And I call Y corner not to throw the corner. I throw I call Y corner to throw the slant because yeah, that corner I... route, yeah, that corner route is gonna take that overhang. Mm-hmm. And if he if he wants to sit, and if that corner wants to sit then, you know, we got the corner. But then at the same time, I'm in split back, so I'm running a pull motion with my F. So he's running a swing Mm -hmm. route. So now I got you high, low, and I got you mid. 
How you going? So fine. We running the same two plays, bro. Cause <laughs> my snag is just wide corner. Actually, yeah. it's just got a snag around the corner in the ball. Yeah, we do. We you know, running. It, we it just alike. So you, so you see yeah, what I'm saying? It is, it's, y'all calling something else, but it's the same thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we we know what we talking about. Look, you 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 know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. What's up? I'm gonna say, you know it. it you know, I'm visualizing it. It sounds like it's a flood concept. How's it a flood though? I'm not flooding one side of the field. You going high? You going mid? You going low? Right. Which is the principle of? Because see, I'm an air raid guy. That's the principle of air raid. I want to attack you high, low, mid. I'm gonna look mm-hmm. high. I'm gonna look low, and I'm gonna look mid. That's my quarterback read. I'm looking high first. If that's there, I'm taking it. And then I'm going to look at this swing route because nine times out of ten, that swing route going to open up. But yeah, that ain't swing is, ain't even going to cover it. It's high school. They don't cover that swing route. They don't cover the backs out the backfield. Nobody does. And then if that <laughs> overhang decide he wants to chase that swing route, there's a slant coming right there. Who covers? If you the cover slant? the back out the backfield, you gonna hit. We gonna hit the receiver right there, sitting in the <laughs> hole, and the receiver way more explosive than the back nine times out of ten. Right. You don't want and the receiver. Catch catch catch. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so look, this, so. this is what I, this is what I tell my guys. Whoever got the flats, we don't run to the flat. We let the ball take us to the flat. And if I got the like, let's say the defense I'm gonna have this upcoming season. Like when that, when that ball get there, like we're gonna be looking him right in the face. Hello. <laughs> hey, it's not good on paper, boy. Look, this up, it, it, it really does because here's the thing: we talking sixteen to eighteen year olds, right? Visually, they gonna do it. get messed up because if my quarterback looks at the swing and turns, he gonna come over there to He finna come down, and that's all the quarterback need him to do. Bam, you come down, now I'm hitting you with the slant right behind you. Mahomes does that to everybody. They, they right. take like you on one way. About 16 to 18-year-old quarterbacks. Hey, I got <laughs> a 14-year-old. So, look, if I hit your 16, 18, so I give you an example. We playing Naples, right? And uh, you this was the first. This was maybe like seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. And no, about nine years ago, uh, I'm the JV defensive coordinator. I said, you know what? I said, I'm gonna take, I'm not gonna let them do what they want to do. They want to run this veal crap. Okay. I brought one of my safeties down. I said, when you see the back coming around, I see you light his butt up. Now, this before all this, you know, you, you can't hit a defensive player, you know, this was before all that. <laughs> and for a quarter, we hitting that joker every time. Now, you know what? We ain't got to worry about him looking for the ball no more. So pitch is out of the equation. Now we know we either get inside zone, we get outside zone. They ain't gonna throw the ball deep. We already know that. So my first year as defensive coordinator, we playing Gulf Coast High School. I said, you know what? They had a running back. They used like want to throw that little that little swing to him all the time. I said, we want them to get confident with that. I said, then we're going to take it away. So I started running different cover threes at them. And then the third time they ran it, we going 88 and out the gate, you know. So we can <laughs> do little things on defense, too. 
you might, but still, like that's the that's the thing. Like with the air raid, you're not looking for. Uh, I mean, you are looking for matchups, but you just looking for grass. That's all you're looking for. And if I get a sliver of grass, my quarterback is taking that throw. So if you if you just sit there and you know wait for the swing route, they will throw the swing. That's you still got to get there. You know what I'm saying? And a running back is more shiftier than a linebacker. Now, if it's a safety, that'd be a nice little matchup. But you have to, if you're running cover three, it's open. If you're running cover two, it's open. Because if you're running cover two, I'm throwing the corner. If you're running cover three, I'm throwing the slant. So then what? Oh, you well, you already know, man. You we're gonna have these battles later on in the year anyway. So <laughs> I just I just want don't get mad when we embarrass you, okay? Uh, no, I, I listen, I'm not. I'll wait till every offensive coordinator. If you can score on my defense, you're not gonna have any problems scoring on any defensive coordinator throughout the year. Cause I'm gonna give you every look in the book. I'm giving you, you every offense. So when your quarterback step on the field on Friday night, there's not one look that he has not seen during our preseason, during our spring. So he should feel comfortable making whatever call that you want to call. But That's my problem. Same, going, coordinator. It's the same on the other <laughs> side. If you can stop my offense, you can stop anybody. <laughs> and it all come down to the dudes too, man. That's yeah, what I do. I've been, you know, saying I've been doing it for a minute now, and uh, man, you can scheme the best stuff up, but if you don't got the guys, man, ain't nothing gonna work. And I and I hate when the um when you know the outside people looking in, they get mad at a coach when you just don't got the dudes. Like right. wow, yeah. like if we can't block them, when we can't beat them anyway. So how y'all think? What we all yeah. think we supposed to do? You know, <laughs> look, so you can't block but, them. You know, you I don't gonna... have that problem right now, though. I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah. If you can't block them, then you can't Scream. block them in Fred. You can't block them in Wishbone. You can't block Mm-mm. them in Power Eye. It don't matter what you get in. You can't block them. So, You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't been through that. So, look, <laughs> that ain't fun either. That, that's why, like, to be honest, that's why I wanted to run the, uh, the air raid because mm. I, I knew I didn't have a, I didn't have an O-line coach. And I knew we had it like that to get rid of the ball, you know. And so I used to tell my tell my quarterback, he had a pre-snap read every play. It's up to him if he want to take that pre-snap read. Mm-hmm. But then that he looking for grass, you know. And you ain't got you ain't got time to go as Coach Fane wants you to go high, mid, low. No, 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 no. You ain't got time to do that. <laughs> If you going high, you better go high right now. <laughs> well, see that? That's the concept of the air raid, though. <laughs> but like, see, that's the concept me, I'm of the not air, air raid. Yeah, I just got a lot of air instead raid. Instead of though. running the air raid, you should have ran a West Coast style offense. Mm-hmm. It's changed. I, I've become a power raid guy. So I took that's what, that's what I do. Run game. Yeah, I'm yep, a power raid guy. Zones run game and married it to Mike Leach's pass game. Because the, the whole thing with air raid is if you're not big passes, you can't run the ball. Yep. 
but with the power rate, which is what Oklahoma runs, you can run the ball, you can throw the ball. You know, don't, mm-hmm. They're not dependent on each other. It just makes the offense more explosive when you can do both of them together. You know, that's why Oklahoma averages 45, 5,000 yards a season, you know, with 1,500 yards rushing and 3,500 yards passing. That's why. Until they play an SEC team, then, you know, that kind of go out the wonder. Yeah, what I told you, what we talked about, while I go, dudes. They got dudes in the SEC, but, 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 but here's they got the thing, dudes, here's, but. Uh, but here's the thing, though. Alabama is a power rate team. A lot of people don't. They see yeah. Alabama as a power team, but they run a power run game with air raid concepts. LSU mm-hmm. did the same thing in 2019. They ran a power run with air raid concepts. Clemson does it. Mm-hmm. They call it smash mouth, but all it is is a power raid. They run a power run game with air raid concepts. That's the that's where offense mm-hmm. is going to now. They know we got these quarterbacks coming in that can throw the ball, but we can't depend on them like Mike Leach does because he ain't winning. You know, he's that's throwing about 70% Eric, of the time a game. The air raid guys don't win. That's why I'm not a big fan of being a speaking air raid. But I like the passing concepts. I like the the rules of the passing concept because it opens up the passing game. Like I was talking about with my corner, when you got a corner route, a slant route, a swing route, now you're putting the defense in conflict. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like when you run wide cross, you still got an underneath. Which oh, is, yeah. If you're running out of two by two, you got a go route, you got a whip route, you got a uh, – Crossing route, and you got a post. I got high, low, mid. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still attacking those zones because you know, in cover two, you know where the windows are. You know where the holes are in a cover two. In cover three, you know where the holes are. And you're running routes that's putting you in those holes no matter what coverage they're in. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I like the air raid concept. Because it, it takes away a lot of thinking from the quarterback. You just got to look at one, two, three. And if three ain't there, run it. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, until he get hit now. Once he get hit, he might Matt, not know look, it no that one, That one, two, his read is so fast that it's not going to, like, for instance, with cross, right? Why cross? He's looking high. Mm-hmm. That go route ain't gonna be there. We already know that go route ain't gonna be there. So then he's gonna come down to the whip route. I want to look at this whip. Who gonna who gonna be here? But if somebody jumped that whip route, immediately he knows why cross is wide open. Because if anybody comes down on the whip, why cross is open. He behind that, him, right? That's simple. Wide open. So I'm gonna look at the go. I know I ain't gonna got I ain't got that. The minute I look at that whip and I see somebody that came down, all oh, that ball's coming out on the wide cross immediately. All you need is about three seconds. Oh, that, that's all you need. Three seconds. That's all you need. Three to four <laughs> seconds. To get that <laughs> ball out of your hand. Man, you, you must you must be you must got Patrick Mahomes back there, man. I ain't seen man, too uh, many. Uh, 
Look, I ain't seen I too trained, many I, quarterbacks after three seconds. Now, after two seconds, them jokers' feet don't start. You know, they start doing the MC Hammer. Unless he's a smooth operator. You know, unless he's hey, I got, I got one of them. Like, you know, not yeah. them, them kind of kids. I right train. Say that again. I train quarterbacks. So I can get them to that point. I said, I train quarterbacks, so I can get to that point. <laughs> they get hit. You, you, what, what's that saying, Mike Tyson? The, the Mike Tyson saying, everybody got a game plan, so they get hit in the <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, as, look, for, for me, when right, I over to the, to the offensive side of the ball, the one thing that I, the one thing that I knew, defense – they they defend formations. Exactly, that's what we know. So if you come out in, a, you can you can put the defense in whatever predicament you want to. You just come out in a formation, and they're gonna give you what you want. Exactly. You know. And so my mind as a defensive coordinator, I knew that. Um, even when I when I was when I was defensive I came out with dummy defense. You know, so I'm going to show you this, but this is not what we're going to run. So when I'm on the other side, I'm saying, I'm like, man, this is pretty easy over here, you know. But then I came, okay, now they're where on the defensive side where I can coach pretty much every position. I jump on the offensive side, like, look, if I'm with the O-line today and I'm running with them, well, the next day I'm going to be with my quarterback when I'm my O-line lacking. So I learned that if I ever become an offensive coordinator again, like I got to have uh, quality coaches that can coach each position. Okay. And I got to have some dudes. If I ain't got no dudes, on, if I ain't got no dudes on the field, I ain't got no dudes coaching, I'm leaving offense alone. <laughs> Let alone, man. Cause I, I tip my hat off to you guys, man. I tip my hat off. You know, as a defensive coordinator, man, it's so much easier. It's so much easy. Cause I know if we hit y'all hole, that's all we gotta do. We just gonna hit y'all hard. Somebody gonna fold. Somebody here's gonna question. here's my question for you, DC. Right. How you say you say you come out with dummy formations, you're not technically running that, right? You're running something different. How do you do that when you have a team that runs tempo? Yep, that's us. Teams that run tempo? Why you do that? What yeah. if I if I got dudes, then we just gonna run our base stuff. And and the base defense gonna take care of everything in itself. I know, mm-hmm. I know that. I know that might sound like, man, that's too simple. Man, that's too simple. I had a defense one no, year. No, that's actually every defensive coordinator. All I came, I did, and I called base. We're not thinking. We're, we're it's muscle memory. This is our defense. It's muscle memory. So if 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 and what get a lot of coaches in trouble is that when teams run tempo. They try to go and they try to have all these calls and and try to do all this other stuff. Now your kids are thinking, and it's the same way on offense. If you run in tempo, 
those are plays that your kids know like the back of yeah. their hand. It's easy. It's simple. You ain't coming out running tempo. I'm going five wide. Now I'm going. Now now I'm going wing T. You know. Now I'm going trips. Now I'm going split gun. No, you're not doing that. It's it's gonna be simple formations with simple plays that your kids know. It's gonna be probably like four, five, four, four, five plays that your kids know, and y'all just gonna run them. The most elaborate thing you might do is you might just flip the field. So you running your base stuff. Why can't I run my base stuff? But your base stuff give us what we want. Right. But at the same time, you got different forms of tempo, and you know this. You got a tempo where you hike the ball within three to five seconds. You got a tempo where you hike the ball within 10 to 12 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got that three to five, if you got that three to five, I was defensive coordinator, good luck, because that right there, we ain't even calling plays at that point. Those plays already on an armband, and the kids already know it. Mm-hmm. Right, but at, at a high school level, that's going to be far and few. Like, if, if you run in three to five seconds, when I was out in Mockley, we could do that. But you got to think, some of them guys went to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, a regular high school, like if we playing Island Coast, they not coming out. They not running three. If they run three to five seconds, like our defense going to put up 40 points on them. You know, now maybe a Dunbar maybe could because you got speed all over the field. You know, if you got a team that got speed all over the field, you know, everybody on that offense is not going to be elite. It's, mm-hmm. it's gonna be three. It's gonna be two or three guys you're just trying to get the ball to. Everybody can't catch the ball. And then if little JoJo, I always say this: if we roll everything to your big guys, and little JoJo have a game where he catch 15 passes for 250 yards, listen, I tip my hat off to him. He'll be able to tell his grandkids forever. But when I know late in the game. When it's third and five or it's fourth and five, little JoJo butt going to get this tight. Now that ball that looked like it was you catching this in the ocean, now it looked like a nail. So I know little JoJo, you know, big guys make big time plays. Keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. Oh, it's simple. Now you ain't going to be with me. Because of how my offense works, you ain't gonna be able to roll the one guy. I'm gonna have at least four. You know, we like that was the thing. Now that was the thing. Like for us at at, at Gaston was we had two running backs that rushed for a thousand yards the season before. We had a quarterback. Right. He what? He I mean, he had a decent arm. I mean, he he can throw the ball about seventy five yards in the air. Right. And be pretty accurate on the deep ball. It's the short stuff he was struggling with. But he's also athletic with his legs. He could rush for 100 yards in a game if you let him. We had a 6'4 receiver. We had a 6'2 receiver. And then our slot was, I called him a little Tyreek Hill. You know, so we had a guy that could, we had two guys on the outside that could go up and get the ball. We knew your corners couldn't guard them. We had a guy in the middle, uh, had a guy slot. We knew that your linebackers couldn't keep up with him. But then your inside linebackers, they can't help because they're focused on the two guys that rush for a thousand yards. Plus a quarterback. 
that rushed for 600 yards. Mm-hmm. You know? So, will you... And it's not that they're dudes or they're athletes. It's just they were smart enough to grasp the system. No, they dudes and athletes, man. When you got look, when you got two guys that can jump out the gym, them dudes, man. Them dudes. But they, but they, they also were basketball players. So of course they're gonna be able to jump out the gym. Right. Them dudes, man. You got a guy that can he run for 600 yards. That's a dude. That's a dude. Because if you got little Johnny back there, little Johnny five foot, let's say he five foot seven, he 140 pounds. That that's a difference now. JT five six. And and he get he what about right. five, six, 160 pounds soaking wet with a pair of He's he running a four, three, though. He running a four, three, four, four. LeJohn ain't running. LeJohn might run a five, six on a good day. A four, five in high school is basically like a four, three. Cause a four, five, four, six in high school, ain't nobody catching. Nobody. So when he turned that, look, he ain't got to turn the corner. He can just do like this. Yeah, tell me. A, a four, seven in high school, ain't nobody catching that kid. Uh, he get in the open field, he moving. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, though. I knew I had something special in him. Uh, my first OC, like my first game as offensive coordinator at the school, I lined up. I came out in pistol because we saw on film uh, Mariana, the team that we were playing, they struggled with I formation, right? But me, I'm a spread guy, so I keep it pistol. I come out pistol. I run uh, what we call eight Titan. That's eight toss, right? Man, Joker took it 47 yards on the first play from scrimmage. Knew I had some special then. Everybody kept talking about him, but I'd never seen him play. And then after that first play, I was like, yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's some special here. Then he rushed for 150 yards against Dion. I was like, oh yeah, this this is a wrap. I got me running back. I'm good. Right, and yeah, them them dudes, man. When you ain't got the dudes, like I don't been on the other side where you got good kids, but you don't have the dudes. You know, uh, my first year at East, um, my defense. Everybody except for maybe one kid was a first-year varsity, and most of them were seniors. And so in the spring game, I remember they got beat 55 to 7 or something like that. And uh, that summer, I, I just closed the weight room, and we lived in the weight room for a whole month. Uh, and then we came out and we went on the track. And I'll never forget the head coach. Uh, I went out there and I started – we started doing explosion. We took the hurdles. And flat foot jumping over, over, over. And uh, I'd never forget the head coach. He said, man, they ain't going to be able to do that. I said, the ones that been working for this past month, they going to be able to look like them jokers going to jump to the sky. Mm-hmm. All of them, man, was able – I'm talking about just explosive. Come right back down. Right, they, they were surprised. you know. And then when we got into the season, every team we played, we took them out of their offense on what they wanted to do. Except for one play, we could not stop count. 
<laughs> and the reason we could not stop the counter is because the middle linebacker, he was the guy that would be free, and he never could get open. We said we're going to wrong arm it. We're going to make this thing bounce. We're going to go get it. That didn't work. All right, now we're going to box it in. We're going to box it. Now we're going to bring this thing right to you. And he could not stop it to save it. We put another kid in. He did a good job of slowing it up. But, you know, we still had one guy that was free, and he could have made the tackle every time. He just, you know, little Johnny. Little Johnny mm-hmm. couldn't get over there to make that play, you know. And so, you know, and, and teams were always like, man, y'all played hard. And i never forget we were playing – Island Coast High School, and it's the most proudest I've ever been of a, of a defense, of a team, because we were playing 11 guys, balls to the wall, to the ball. I'm talking about all 11 guys. There was nobody taking any plays off, and that first half, they were just spent. You know, they were, they were done when we went into halftime, and it was the most proudest I've ever been because – you know, you 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 want your guys to get to that point to where everybody's selling out for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always tell kids, it's easy to sell out when you win. Mm-hmm. You sell out to the process when you losing. And when you find a group of kids that are in a losing situation, but they not looking at the scoreboard, they still going hundred miles an hour. Like we we they were these kids made teams line up, we only had three yards. I mean, three plays where it was 88 and out the gate the whole season. Mm-hmm. Other than that, team going 9, 10, 11, 12 play drives on us, you know. And, you know, I, I took my hat off to those kids. So now what do you do when you're in that type of situation? You ain't got the dudes. But you playing the teams that do have the dudes – how do you push that up? I scheme it. Mm-hmm. I will out scheme their dudes because they know their dudes. They know that they 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 top. They pit bulls, we puppies. They know that. Which means now they're gonna try to throw their weight around on the field. Which means they're gonna be overly aggressive. I'll use that to my advantage. You know, playing against. Playing against Dion this year, I mean, yeah, we had talent, but you know, Dion on paper they were more talented than us. They knew they were more talented than us. So what I did with them is I outschemed them. I came out in a formation that nobody's ever seen at this level, and that's where I, I call it my heavy package. You know, so I went. Tight end, tackle, guard, center, guard, tackle, tackle, tight end, wing. I'm balanced on the backside, unbalanced on the front side, and I still got three eligible receivers. Mm-hmm. They hadn't seen it. Ran the first play, ran stretch out of that play. We take it 50 yards. Next play, we throw, we throw a play action pass off of it, score. So all I did was just out-scheme them. I knew we couldn't line up and go mano a mano against their defense. So I just, like I said, I schemed up a game plan 
And I mean, he got us 17 points. Now, we'd have kicked field goals. We we probably could have, you know, tied the game or won the game because we lost by 12. We got in the red zone mm-hmm. four times and didn't kick field goals. But those 17 points that we got, we just out-schemed them. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what's your take? At the end of the day, the dude's going to win the battle, right? I mean, it's hard. It, to, like, it, it's great. Like, a good scheme is ain't hard to come up with, but it's just hard to get the kids to execute a perfect scheme for an entire game. Right. Well, so, then it also comes It also comes down to who's on the other sideline. You may mm-hmm. have dudes, but I may have a coaching staff. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I was having this discussion with kids in the classroom. Some of my players, I was like, that's the difference between coach, like football in Florida and football in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If we put athlete for athlete on the field, Florida will run away with it. Yeah. But if you throw the coaching in it, Tennessee could beat Florida because up there they coach, they game plan, they scheme. This is their best player. This is like you know all this information before you even set foot on the field on a Friday night. So when those come out and they're running their offense, the other team's running the offense, the defense is calling out their play. Oh, we know it's gonna run on first down. We know this. We know what they're going to run on third and long. Mm-hmm. We know what they're going to run on second and short. Like we know all this information. So now it's just executing that information that you had. So that was our thing. Like We out-schemed Trinity, but then on four occasions, we didn't execute. We didn't finish. Mm-hmm. You know, we got down to the, to the 10 to 15-yard line. But every drive we had against them, we were in the red zone. And we only came away with 17 points. Right. It's but just now, exciting at that point. A lot of that got to do with them dudes. Yeah. Uh, you know, them, them dudes, uh, Naples High School, and you can go look this up. If Naples High School did not have to play Miami Central, they would have won maybe 15 state championships. They had to play a team from Miami. And a lot of times, People think that the coaches from Miami, like, oh, they can't coach. You know, they can't coach, you know, like they just got players. But them dudes the coach over there. Like they they real coaches, you know, and they got them dudes. You but know, see, that's and, the difference. Naples High School, it ain't a it ain't a there's not a high school in the country that's not more prepared than those guys. Like those guys, when they uh when they play you. Like they got, they, they keep a fold and a file on what what happened in that game, that whole week of planning. Then they go in at halftime. If they down, they go in and see what they did to come back to win the last game. Very few people do that, you know, because mo- most ninety nine percent of school, you play a team this year, next year you ain't even thinking about you trying to do a whole new game. No, not them. No, I keep all my stuff. And then. But when see, the, that's when a perfect storm, though. That's a perfect storm. You got a coaching staff that can coach, and they got dudes. Mm-hmm. How often yeah. do you see yeah. that? At how often do you see that at the high school level, though, where they can coach, and they got dudes? Like, there's only very few that can do that. You know what I'm saying? 
Like if you right, look at a, uh, if you look at if you look at a modern day, if you look at a modern day, if you look at an IMG, I, I I'm not gonna put an IMG in there because I, I I've only seen a little bit of them. I can't say they coaches really coach or they don't coach. But like they got dudes, at, boy. they got dudes. But now nah, they ain't got dudes. They got grown men. That's what they got. <laughs> everybody else, you know, they play. Everybody else, they play got dudes. They got grown men that's playing. But like, if you look at uh, uh, De La Salle, right? De La Salle mm-hmm. had after they had dudes and they had a coaching staff. You know, if you go out to Texas, you got dudes and you got a coaching staff. If you go to Georgia, you got dudes and a coaching staff. Mm-hmm. But it's still only it's still not as many as you think it is. Either the team's gonna have a good coaching staff and players that execute the game plan, or they're gonna have dudes and have coaches that just know what to do with dudes. Right, right, right. You know, so you know, it just kind of all depend on where you at, man, and, and, and what's going yeah. on. You know, uh, East is different. East is different. Say that again. I said East is different. Like following y'all, y'all didn't have dudes. Right. And you had maybe a handful of coaches that could coach. That's a terrible storm right there. Horrible. Horrible. Now, and and this other thing. And uh, we're going to get ready to close, and we'll talk about this next week. Mm-hmm. Administration, what what role does they do they play in your success? They play a big <laughs> role. <laughs> yeah. That's going to make or break. We're going to talk yeah. about that next week, man. So, hey, so we've been on here about an hour, man. So I know we we, we could we can go four hours easy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, y'all want to give any, uh, Cole Martin, you want to give closing comments and, and let people know where they can find you at, man? Oh, man, you know, I'm still a noob to this podcast stuff. Uh, man, look, um, I know I was watching the podcast um, that um, Drew did on yesterday. I mean, on set. yeah, that was yesterday. I was at a track meet all day with my kids. And, um, Triple Black said something that stuck home with me. I even tweeted it. And um, he was saying, um, be cautious of those who critique your efforts, but don't have the courage to do what you do. And we all know that we got people who sit in the stands every week, every Friday night. They can coach better than us, but uh, they don't have the courage to to step out there and do it. Uh, We know we have people like that who do that with us every day in life. You know, we got people, time you walk out the door, they go him right there. Thank y'all. This and that. But they don't have the strength or the courage to do what you do on a daily basis. So just keep striving, man, being the men that you are, taking care of your families and, um, you know, trying to perfect your craft. Um, everybody, you know, you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Coach underscore Mac Martin. You can find me on Facebook at Willie Mac, Willie Mac. Martin Jr. I mean, Willie Mac Martin Jr. And you can find me on um, uh, Twitter at Magnificent. That's M-A-C-K underscore N-I-P-H-I-C-E-N-T. There it is. Cofine. So pretty much 
it's just uh, my closing statements to coaches would be, man, just trust yourself. You know, everybody thinks that they have the answer to everything. Uh, if you studied, if you um, perfect your craft, man, just trust trust what you do. You know, you got like you said, you're gonna get second guessed. You're gonna get um, slept on because of you know where you come from as a coach. But always trust yourself and your abilities as a coach. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Darrell Fang, Instagram, Coach underscore Fang fifty four, Twitter, Coach underscore Fang fifty four, and I'm on YouTube. Uh, the name of my channel is Air Superiority Coach Fame. Gotcha. All right. And uh, if you're watching this, man, make sure you hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. You know, we'll be coming to you. We'll, we'll be just like the old Batman show back in the day. Same time, same place every week. God bless. Peace. Peace.